What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Super excited. We've got a very special guest joining us today. She has got a very intense story. So sit back, relax, and tune in to, to hear her words of wisdom. She is an author, a mother. She has overcome sexual, physical, and emotional abuse and now has a rare terminal neurological condition known as MSA. Please welcome Daisy Page to the show. Daisy, Thank you for joining us today. I am super excited for this conversation and I want to hear about your journey in this life and how you got to where you are today because, you know, you seem to be powering through no matter what you've been through. Well, thanks for having me on, Deanna. It's an honor to be here on your show today. Thank you so much. So we have something in common. I have have I've got an abusive past as well. My father was very abusive to my mother and to myself. And then I got into I repeated that pattern with men that I dated uh, for quite a while until I finally just broke the pattern and, uh, you know, out of the, that, those kind of situations. So can you share a little bit of that with us? Yeah, first of all, I want to say that's kind of the norm, isn't it? You know, you grow up in pain and you think that's what is normal life. Yeah. Kind of like me. Um, my molestation began when I was not um, about eight and a half, nine years old. It lasted for four and a half years. And then um, when I was 14, I was raped mm -hmm. and then laced by, with PCP and LSD by another guy. Um, along with eight or nine other girls in a school because he worked at our little school store that was next door to the school that we go to for lunch and stuff. And he he asked us all out when we all told him no, he laced us. And so you'd be in class and these girls would just be falling out or walking down the hall and we'd fall out, you know. And, um, my dad was a police officer, so he was on the scene. They busted the guy. And he pulled a gun out on a police officer and was shot and killed. So when my father came home and told me that, I just, I lost it. You know, I thought, wow, you know, this was real. You know, that's when it really became real. Um, that took a couple of months. So you can imagine um, going through like these spells. I was uh, in the marching band. Okay. In the halftime show, I was out there with my baritone, and when we did a right face, I saw the band behind me, and it looked it appeared to me as an army with weapons chasing me. Oh wow! So, yeah, so I ran off the football field, <laughs> ran through the parking lot, went across the street, and I was hid in this lady's bushes, you know, because of course I'm under the influence and don't know it, but yeah. Um, my dad was the one that was called out on scene. Oh, no. Oh, my God. And um, the lady says, there's somebody in the bush over there with something shiny. So when he came over there and he saw it was me, he was like, okay, we've got to go back to the hospital because something's not right. Yeah. And they finally did a spinal tap, and that's when they found the LSD and PCP high levels in my system. So I, the doctor said I was very lucky to have made it through that. Wow. So how did he, how did he lace your, what did he lace that, that uh, he drugged you? Well, back then, you know, you could buy a pack of cigarettes when you were eight years old. And so I was a teenage smoker. The first time he gave it to me was in, you know, those little um, grape or sour apple individual gum. Yeah. 
he had put it in there. I noticed when I put it in my mouth, I felt something numb, you know. Yeah, not right. But um, I was a teenage smoker. You know, that was a cool thing to do back then. So my um, dad, you know, I, I confessed to smoking and he and so did the other girls that, that were having the spills. He took a pack of cigarettes, took the cigarettes out, held it up to a light. And you could see pinholes all throughout the cigarette pack where he had been injecting the cigarettes. And so. So were um, you were you getting the cigarettes from him? Well, it was a store and he he got he's so familiar with what kind of cigarettes we smoke. So when we come in and say, you know, I need a pack of cigarettes, he would have them and grab it. Oh, wow. So did he work there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So what happened to him? Oh, he got shot and, and killed. Killed, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So I tried to commit suicide and my dad took me to the hospital and they admitted me into a, um, you know, a mental health center. And it was there that I shared with my psychologist that um, I was raped and about my brother was the one that molested me for the four and a half years. He also told me that the reason why he was mean to me was because if I would never have been born, then my mother would have lived. Um, I was a baby when she died. So he blamed me for that. So that was very emotional abusive. You know, I'm thinking, wow, my mom's dead because of me, you know. Yeah, that's terrible. But um, so they had decided to have a meeting, the psychologist did, with my father and my brother. And I first shared about the rape, and my brother got very upset. And he was like, who is it? I'm going to go kick his butt. And I'm like, why are you getting so upset? You did it for four and a half years. Yeah, really? And he admitted to doing it once, but he said it was just out of curiosity. So my he, he, he was told to leave the room, and my father, he didn't believe him, me. He chose to believe my brother over me. And so I had to live with that big gap in our relationship at home. Um, and I, I have a stepmom, and I thought he had told her, and she didn't believe me either. So I didn't feel like I had any support in the home. And I had finally, I got a really great boyfriend, and his name was Wes. He never pursued me or anything like that. He was really good to me, but. I thought I didn't deserve him because all I had known was the pain yeah. in my life. So I broke up, up with him only to end up pregnant and marry another guy that I had my three children with. And he was very abusive. So uh, we talked before the show. It's just kind of a pattern that we think yeah. that's the norm. And we we don't know any different. So, yeah, yeah. So you're not in that relationship anymore, I take it. No. I got down on my knees several times during that marriage. And I am i can't believe my children turned out to be so good the way they are now because I'm so, I, I couldn't be more proud of them. Yeah. They witnessed and seen so many horrible things. That man was so abusive. He, not to them, but just to me, but in front of them. Okay. And Wes, the good boyfriend, I would get on my knees and I would pray, you know, God, please send him back to me. He was so good to me. Although I didn't feel I deserved him, I know now 
but I, I did, and I should have stayed with him. Yeah. And God sent him back to me. Oh, he did? So well, are you with him now? No. He helped me get out of that house and into a three-bedroom apartment. And one day I came home from work and he was just gone. And no, 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 nothing. And I asked, you know, like, God, why did you send him to me and then take him away from me? Yeah. And I felt God answer me. He said, Daisy, he did serve his purpose. He got you out of a, a terrible predicament that you would not have gotten out elsewise. So he did his job and he was no longer needed. Wow, that is like, I'm getting goosebumps. What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Can we get a round of applause today? Woo! Today, I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. And let me tell you something. Oh, it smells so good. My man wears this every day. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and use the code LABELFREE20 for 20% off of free shipping and enjoy. So tell us a little bit about your book, Unexpected Moments. Okay. And I said, you seen the cover behind me and that was painted by my daughter. She is an artist and I'm very proud of that cover. Um, Beautiful. A year and a half ago, I was diagnosed with that rare terminal neurological condition known as MSA or multi-system atrophy. And God came to me in a vision and it was this huge glowing light. And these praying hands came out into open arms. And I heard a voice say, your time on earth is near, my child, but you must share your story first. So I didn't know how I was supposed to do that. All I know is my daughter told me, live life day by day and do what you can. So I wanted to go to Vermont and see my best friend. But she got COVID. So instead, we were driving through town one day and we passed by the big church and on the marquee it said that Kirk Cameron was going to be in town which was my celebrity heartthrob back in the yeah, 80s and 90s <laughs> so my my husband said since we can't go to Vermont would you want to go see Kirk Cameron I said would I you know yes of course I would so I said well, call your mom and see if she wants to go with you um, my mom my stepmom my dad was murdered in when I was 20 but my um stepmom raised me you know so I, I thought she was my biological mother until I was right before the upset the molestation started wow um but she's still my mom because she raised me okay. anyway so I called her and asked her if she wanted to go and she was like okay I'll, yeah, I'll go with you well she's a nurse and I'm in a wheelchair and she didn't have time to change her clothes. So that night she took me in her scrubs, pushing me around in my wheelchair, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I'm in the front row for question and answers. You know, we get to go in ahead of time and ask Kirk some questions and um, get our pictures taken with him. 
Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I raised my hand to ask a question and I got nervous. So I put it down. And then this gentleman down the middle of the aisle, he raised his hand and Kurt said, yes, sir. And he said, that lady on the end down there has a question for you. And I was like, oh my, <laughs> oh my goodness, God. put me on the spot. And he said, yes, ma'am. I said, um, have you ever heard of MSA and multisystem atrophy? And he said, no. And I said, well, that it's fairly rare, but that's what I have. And, um, he said, well, I want to talk to you more about that after the show. And I said, well, um, I want you to know, first of all, that you were my celebrity heartthrob. I had your posters all over my walls. And I wrote you a letter and asked you for an autographed picture. And I gave you three months. You did not send me an autograph. So I tore your posters off my walls. You really broke my heart. He goes, oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. I'll make that up to you this evening. So. Um, it came picture time and I was uh, going to wait for everybody to get done and I was going to see if he would come down st- from the stage by my wheelchair and take some pictures and these men offered to put my wheelchair on the stage mm-hmm. and so I let them do that and they put me in, they let me go in front of them in line and I told Kirk I said I don't want to have my picture taken in my wheelchair can you help me up so I can stand next to you and next to you in the picture he says are you able to do that and i said yes with your help so he held my hands and he helped me out of the wheelchair and i boy, I had the death grip on him of course yeah and um anyways after the event you go outside for a campfire and more worship and sing you know songs and things like that and i asked the security guard if he could get him for me so he could sign my ticket and he said, of course. So he went and got him and he came over to my wheelchair and he said, so this is the terminal condition that you have. And I said, yes. And I, he asked me if he could pray for me. And he held both my hands and knelt down by my wheelchair and prayed. And then I told him about my vision. And he said, I think you should. Well, he first asked me, how do you plan on sharing your story? Yeah. I said, I really don't know. And he said, I think you should write a book. I said, I've never written anything, written anything but a poem. He said, just pray about it. You know, God will give you the words and you, you can do it. So he said, here's my email address. Keep me updated on what's going on with your story. The next day, that was in October. The next day I went, I was at home. I started writing. I prayed before I wrote. And I said, you know, I spent three to four hours a day writing and sending Kirk updates on how far I've gotten and stuff. January 23rd, I finished the book and sent Kirk the manuscript, and he sent me back a beautiful forward. And March 7th, the book was published. That's how fast it went. Wow. That is such a great story. Like, you're going to make me cry a little. I mean, I've been tearing up over here just listening to your story, just... Wow. So can you tell us a little bit about what MSA is, what that does to your body and why it's terminal? Yes, it is so rare that only four people out of every 100 in the U- 100,000 are diagnosed with it in the U.S. So I really pulled an unlucky card there. Um, it is, there's two types of it. Um it's a rare degenerative 
degenerative neurological disorder affects your body's involuntary or autonomic functions, such as your blood pressure, breathing, bladder functions, and motor control. Um, it's got like Parkinson's symptoms to begin with, um, such as slow movement, rigid muscles, and poor balance. And that's how mine started. So I was first diagnosed with Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. And then treatment includes just medication and lifestyle changes to help manage symptoms, but there's no cure. And the life expectancy is five to seven years. So the condition progresses and eventually leads to death. I have the Parkinson's type. There's a cerebellar type and a Parkinson's type. So they, they code them as MSAP or MSAC. Mine was rigid muscles, difficult bending my arms and legs, slow movements, tremors, and problems with postures and balance. And pain, right? You experience and pain. Yes, that's um, before I went to see my movement disorder specialist and he diagnosed me, I would get like Charlie horses in my neck. It was horrible. Oh. And it was constant. And I had to have my husband take me to the um, urgent care clinic like twice, every, twice a month. And they would give me, you know, morphine or gelatin. That was the only thing that would you know, stop the pain for a little while, give me some relief. Now I go every three months to see my specialist and he gives me Botox shots in my neck that really leaves them and gives me some less tension in my shoulders. So I, I do get a little bit of relief, but my body's adjusting to the Botox now. Yeah. So he's going to have to increase the dosage. Wow. I'm very, so how can people support you, connect with you, or learn a little bit more on, you know, about this disease? Um, I have, the link is very long to purchase my book. And, you know, I have, a, at the end of the book, it says, what is MSA? And it lists, up, you know, tells what it is and everything about it that we know so far. But you go to Daisy Page, um, comma author on facebook or daisy page unexpected moments you know how it has facebook.com yeah. um forward slash daisy page uh, um unexpected moments and you can find me there and i have the link to my book because like i said it is very long it's it's libris I've I've got the link. I've got so all those links, and and you've got something for um for t-shirts where all proceeds from the t-shirts go to charity, and you also your book um any ten ten percent of proceeds go to the charity as well. So I have these links. I'm going to put those in the show notes, you guys. So if you right. connected with Daisy and you have um she moved you by her story, please go support her and learn more or buy a t-shirt or buy a book so that we can help this woman on her, her incredible journey doing what God has set her out to do. Yes. And if you buy a t-shirt, it, um, of course, all the proceeds go to MSA, defeatmsa.org, donate to us. Um, and the back of this shirt advertises my book. Oh, very so cool. Has the link. And so if they, if someone buys the book, then they also get more proceeds. So it's a kind of a double win for MS, defeat MSA. I love that. That's beautiful that how you have that set up. So, um, is there, what else is next for you? Are you working on anything else? 
Actually, I just decided a couple of weeks ago that I'm going to write another book. Good. And That's I've almost got it finished. I think I've got two more chapters left to write. It's called Beyond Heaven's Gates because since I wrote this book, God's opened up paths and doors and he's shown me little glimpses of heaven. And so I think he's telling me, you know, to write about that so I can inspire others that there is a world here not here on earth, but, you know, after life. And um, so, yes, it's going to be a beautiful story. It is titled Beyond Heaven's Gates. Well, please keep us posted when that goes live. We'll have you come back and update the audience so we can support you with that as well. So before we say goodbye, Daisy, any last words of wisdom or advice you'd like to leave with the audience? I just want to say, don't take life for granted. Um. Even the simple things that you can do on a daily basis, because I've lost those functions. I'm unable to bathe myself, go to the bathroom by myself, eat food by myself. My husband has to cut everything up into little bites for me. So just four and a half years ago, I was so active. I did yoga every day. I climbed 11 flights of stairs every day. Um, and I lost all that, you know, because yeah. I took and I took it, I feel like I took life for granted. I was walking on the beach every day. I was so active and I loved just being outdoors. And now I went to the beach um, in, in May and I couldn't even walk on the beach and enjoy it, you know, or go in the water. I used to love to boogie board and I couldn't do that anymore. So it's uh, the only way I can walk is in. In a swimming pool, I do aquatic therapy, you know, every other week. And when I get in there and hold on to a pool noodle and I can run in the water and walk in the water, it's oh, like, that's good. why can't I do this on land? It's so unfair, you know, but yeah. I feel like God put me through all the abuse I went through. I mean, I've nearly lost my life a couple of times to make me strong enough to handle this disease because it is very very tough and not only physically but emotionally too yeah. so just don't take anything for granted it can change in the blink of an eye amen to that amen and to if, do you have a minute where i can read kurt cameron's board because it's yes. very beautiful read. please go yes please share so he says it was an autumn night in texas when i first met daisy she came up in a wheelchair next to me at the campfire her smile was bright. She shared her journey with me and told me she did not have much time left on earth. I told her to write down her story and I would do anything I could to help her share her story with the world. I only spoke with her briefly that night, but her attitude and resilient spirit inspired me. I hope this book of an individual's incredible journey through emotional, physical, and spiritual pain coming through the other side of tragedy Still praising the Lord will encourage you in your present situation. Daisy's message will bring you comfort and remind you that you are not alone in your struggles or life circumstances. I pray her words bring you hope. There is one who knows the plans he has for you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Kirk Cameron. That was beautiful. Yeah, you've got a, a great energy and a great attitude. And I pray for just, you know, healing for you and, and whatever that might look like. And, you know, whatever God's plan is for you, that you 
live it to its fullest and, and touch as many lives as possible because yes, you have a story to tell and you have lives to touch with everything that you're doing. And that is one of my plans. Yes, ma'am. I have two goals and they are to inspire others and to create awareness about MSA because it's so, so rare that people don't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job. Anything we can do to support you, just continue to keep us updated and we'll have you come back with that new book. So we'll, we're going to blast you everywhere too. So thank you for sharing. Great. Thank you for being brave enough to share your story and what's happened to you because it is not easy. So I, I know from experience that it takes a lot. So, And I've only put a dent in all of the tragedies that I've been through. So yes, please read my book and see what else I've been through and what's given me the strength to pull through and keep going as long as I can go and share my story. That's my plan. Awesome. Well, thank you for being a guest today. We will continue. We'll look forward to seeing that new book and uh, supporting you with that as well. Thanks, Deanna. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.